Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome back. Episode 7 of the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm Jeff West. I am glad that you're here. In this podcast, we're going to look at uh, some Google Slide embedding and sharing. No more chalkboard or whiteboard agendas. If you have a computer, a projector, and a screen, and maybe you're using an LMS or a website that you put your class content on, then you can save yourself a load of time by using Google Slides to create an agenda that you would project upon the screen, but you can also embed that into your website or your LMS content page. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, hopefully this is going to save you some time. might take a few clicks, but be patient, not perfect, and you will get it. All right, you might be familiar with uh, Google Slides. Maybe you've done some presentations with them or had your students do some assignments. Um, But I'm approaching this from the teacher standpoint. Um, I came across this uh, a few years ago, I think back when I was using uh, Google Classroom. Now I'm using, um, my district is using Schoology. And so I'm still using this tool. It really uh, saves me a lot of time, Uh, helps, helps my students, helps me in so many ways. So I am using Google Slides as a daily agenda. Um, We all know if you use it, if you use Google Slides, that is, um, that you can insert content, uh, videos and images, and you can be really quite creative. It's a very powerful tool. Um, You can also uh, search within Within any of the Explore tools, uh, really most of the Google Suite applications have some of this, uh, have some similar features. But in Slides, if you use this to uh, create a daily agenda that uh, you're projecting up on your screen, and I'm assuming your classroom has one, most classrooms do um, now, but if not, um, you know, you could, if you had a projector and no screen, or maybe you have, uh, if you're kids have computers, you could put something like this on a website that they can access, and you could put links and so forth on there, but this is taking the total standpoint that you're able to project it or that you are operating in some way, shape, or form online, either through a website or a learning management system, an LMS. So, one of the things that I use slides for 
is when I have a discussion with my class or a review, I will create a new slide and just put down some words or take some short notes because putting a bunch of words loses kids often. So I just put, uh, you know, some important words, maybe change the font, color, that type of thing. And um, I will hide that slide or I will um, leave it up there for them to review. It just really depends on the purpose of that. Now, this is in addition to that I put up there, you know, here's the date, here's the class, here's what we're doing, here are my goals. Um, and you can change that in any way that you need to. I found some of my classes really needed every detail kind of written out for them in a nice, full, complete sentence. And other classes, uh, bullet points uh, or hot topics or words or however you want to look at it. So if you take uh, and create a, a slide presentation, go into Google Slides. I put a link uh, in my show notes uh, if you're not familiar with it. Um, if you are, then, you know, you can create it in your drive. You could put it in uh, a shared folder. So then you don't have to worry about the sharing aspect. Anyone with the link can view, uh, you create that and you can use one of the themes they already have there. Or I like to change the backgrounds by inserting an image and, and searching a particular image, even just to kind of break it up, uh, Break up the day, break up the monotony of every day. It always looks the same. Uh, I found my classes kind of got tired of the monotonous, you know, whiteboard or chalkboard. It was always the same thing. And um, if I didn't have a different color chalk or different color marker, uh, if I had announcements up there or upcoming events also listed up there, it could get lost on the whiteboard or the chalkboard. So one of the great things about slides is you can either put this all on the same slide with different colors or different slides. It really would be up to you. Um, so, you know, keep it simple and create the slide presentation. Then you could embed it or share it. Now, if you're using a site uh, like Google Sites, you can click it right in there uh, and it will access your drive and it will put it in there. But you want to make sure the sharing is turned on because it doesn't always show up on the website without uh, the sharing enabled for anyone with the link. If you are ready to go forward and say embed, and I find embedding powerful because like with a Google, Google site, it's kind of like it embeds it since the two work together. But since I'm using Google and then say Schoology, if I embed it, then what I do inside that slide presentation each day automatically updates to um, the embedded document, wherever it may be. And I, I, I that is a, a really, really powerful part of, of this tool. So what you want to do is after you create that, you want to create or duplicate the slide and make sure to keep your current day as slide one because that's what shows up on top. And then, of course, when you embed this, they're going to, um, your students or whoever's looking at it, it's going to be able to uh, file through and find your other slides of past days. So if they missed a day, or if um, you want to say hide a slide and then put a link to that, they could click on that link and go to that slide and then come back. You know, if you want to control. I, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do, I think you, you, know, you have to kind of decide what it is you want to do. So you can keep it simple, 
or do, and just do a, a slide presentation day to day and show it to your students. But if you are and sharing it, say, uh, like I said, on a, a Google site, a Google site, or you're going to embed it, um, it it takes a little work, uh, a few more clicks rather. I don't think it's really work; it's more like clicks. And um, but then once you have it set up, you are you know you're golden, and it just depends. I like to do them by months. Uh, something maybe grading period works better for you, uh, but you can create your daily agenda and change it up. And um, maybe engage your students a little bit more than I know for me, it was definitely more engaging for them uh, to look up on the screen and see the colors. And then if I had a video, of course, boy, that would pull them in, which you can also insert. And there are all kinds of YouTube videos that will show you how to do all of these things that I'm going to talk about. Um, but I just thought I would talk you through the embedding process and discuss a little bit about how it has changed um, my teaching. All right, embedding and sharing have been getting easier over the years. I remember when I first started sharing that certain email uh, accounts and so forth didn't receive documents, and it was uh, uh, glitchy, I guess is the common term, uh, hinky, weird, didn't work all the time. So. Um, you know, like the change from the chalkboard to the whiteboard, embedding or sharing a slide presentation has become easier to, to do. So, you know, we start with that chalkboard and the dust everywhere, and uh, and then we move to the whiteboard with different markers and, you know, maybe more um, environment-friendly. And now we have sharing and embedding, so we don't need say need those things as much although there's still the plus of writing and and using those particular tools but uh sharing and embedding i think is kind of following the same process we we put it out there and improve it upon it and it's going to get to where i i think where most things are going to be able to hook to say google or to OneDrive or to maybe even dropbox wherever you're your content stored and it's going to put it in there as if it's embedded in the link sharing might, um, I wouldn't say totally go away just because of the video aspect of, of it. There's an awful lot of uh, file size to try and just embed a video and everything. But uh, I think for document purposes, uh, definitely uh, embedding is probably going to become a little more common. So you may be familiar with sharing documents, but I wanted to make a point um, that if you create a, sh a slide presentation to put on your Google site, and I think I mentioned this earlier, and I want to say it again because I got burned by this a lot, you need to make sure that you share it so that anyone with the link can view. So I'd like to uh, create a drive folder, and I just keep everything in there that I want to share, and I set that folder to that so I don't have to do it by individual document. Um, the number of times that I would send out a, a an agenda or a, some type of document, and then I'd get about five requests permission to views, and I'd you know hit myself in the forehead and ugh, okay, so I'd have to go back in there and change that, and um, so by having the folder and creating things in the folder, then that kind of takes care of that aspect. Embedding. Uh, has a couple of more steps, and it kind of depends on your LMS if you're using or your website. You know how they 
take the code. And of course, embed has those um, left and right arrows uh, that are kind of back to back. That's its kind of its symbol. Um, although I also have found HTML, uh, if there's an HTML button in a website to, uh, when you're inserting content, that this process, the code that you get at the end of the process that I'm about to talk to you about, um, you can cut and paste that in there, and it often works. Now, here's I'm showing my limited knowledge of coding in HTML uh, and code, um, HTML code, that is, because uh, I am one to kind of click and find out and put it in there and see what happens. Uh, you know, take that code and say, hmm, well, this looks kind of like that, and even though probably someone who knows about code would be shaking their head and going, no, 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 no. So um, if your LMS has uh, uh, has an embedding feature, uh, most LMSs have a YouTube channel that will uh, give you an instructional video on embedding. Um, again, once you learn this, this can be like your one big thing you learn for a few months, because once you learn how to do this, the embedding feature for most anything else, uh, Quizlet games, um, oh gosh, anything else that you create, um, you can embed uh, if you're doing an assignment type of thing. I know I've used Edpuzzle, um, although I think you still have to sign in to that if you want to get it by student. But if you're just going to use it as a general, say, video, you know, you can embed things. You, I've used the YouTube embed code uh, for for other purposes as well, wherever I could embed something. So what I'm talking to you about, yes, we're talking about slides and daily agenda, but embedding is very common. There might be a little bit of a different step here or there, but or clicking, but you're going to basically cut and paste the embed code you get at the end of the process here um, that I'm going to talk about uh, with uh, embedding the slide, and you're going to cut and paste that code you get into the location you want it at. And in most cases, it's been been very successful. It hasn't been hasn't been an issue. It will transfer. And then, the, like I said before, the nice thing is then as you open up that slide and you change the slides day to day, utilizing Google Slides tools, whatever you put there automatically goes to that location. It's like a little, a little connection cord, um, like like when way back in the day when we didn't have really long extension cords and you just plugged a bunch of them together, kind of kind of extending the power from one point to another. <clears throat> so here here we go. Here's the process. You can embed by, and I'll talk a little slow, but I'm also I think I cut and paste this into my show notes. So you can um, review back to it. You're going to go to File in your Slides document. You go to File and down to Publish to the Web and click that. And you can choose the size of the presentation there. There's usually a small, medium, or large. Um, either on the, the first page, uh, there's two tabs that show up inside the white box. One says Link, and it has a Publish blue button and the other says embed and it's gray and it looks like you know from what we're used to gray meaning that it's not active but it will be active um, so you'll be able to change the size so first you want to click publish and then you get a little box usually up at the top says are you sure you want to do this outside of the white box at the top of your computer page or tab excuse me you want to say yes you want to do that 
And then you go back down to that gray word embed, and you choose it, and there should be a size there. Uh, I believe it defaults to medium. can be small, medium, or large. Uh, small is pretty good, so uh, for most uh, content uh, pages on LMS or a website, but, um, you know, if you want to leave it alone, leave it alone. Once you click publish uh, and you click into that embed and you change your size, you will also then see down in a white text box-like area a very long code, and that's your embed code. You want to click on that make sure that it's all highlighted. Then Control-C for copy. And then you're going to go find uh, your LMS content page on Schoology. There is an Insert Content button. And then you would choose Insert Media. And then from the web, and then there's one more click, I think, that gives you an option for an embed code. I know in Blackboard, it's a little bit different. And I know um, uh, Weebly and many websites have the um, embed code uh, icon of the two arrows, left and right arrows, back to back. Uh, and you would basically paste it in there, Control-V. And it should show up. Now, the uh, little side point I know on the learning management systems that I've used, that once you once I inserted that, the uh, creation box that I was using to create whatever page or assignment that I was uh, in uh, embedding the slides into, it would uh, be yellow. It would not show it right away. You would have to click create to finish creating the content, and then you would see it appear. And then, as I said, every time that you make a change to it, it automatically updates. So it does take a little time to set up, and you might need to ask for help. But once you learn this, you'll save a lot of time and create multiple opportunities uh, for communication and learning. Because um, Slides has so many options and so many different ways that you could utilize it that once you embed it and use it, uh, in this way that all of the uh, other opportunities that Slides presents become available and, uh, and, you, and you're not tied down to just your computer having it on it or having to share the link and then the kids open it and so forth. So I'm waiting for it that way, but they embed it, they can see that one spot. So I hope you take some time and do that because this is, uh, uh, has really, um, I wouldn't say revolutionized, but boy, it has deepened my teaching. I've been able to put in things like uh, Answer Garden, which is a place where you can pose a question to your students and they can go to, to the site and they answer in so many words and it shows how many people agree with the same words and creates a word cloud. You can embed that in your slide, um, which then would be saved, or you could even take a picture a screenshot of that and save it as a PNG and enter it as, you know, an image. Uh, just, you know, I'm going on and on and on, but I think you get the idea. There's a lot to do, a lot you can do, and it really frees up your creativity. Um, unlike chalk and the whiteboard, um, you know, you were limited to yellow or white or uh, red, blue or green. And um, that's not the case anymore, and especially with the students that we're seeing and their love for video and images, uh, this is uh, an incredible tool that you can utilize. All right, throw you a bone here today. Uh, I got a photos for class. I got this from uh, Steve Dembo, 
If you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to uh, look him up because he always has great tech ideas and is always doing some different things. Photos for Class is a great tool for finding and citing images for use in class. You can teach digital citizenship and it automatically cites images, but the images are school appropriate. Uh, Google started making citing images easier and the search being um, uh, those images that have copyright release or they're free to use. But Photos for Class is a great option that will give you school-appropriate content with the citations. That's Photos for Class. Check out the show notes for this tool. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>